Hey, Lifehouse family. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, so good to see you. My name is Andrea, and I'm one of the Lifehouse um, Newport News worship leaders. And I am going to be digging the 30-day Bible reading challenge, and we're going to talk about Genesis chapter 1 together. So, wow, um, quite a lot, to, a lot of meat to digest in nine minutes or less, so I want to go ahead and jump in. So what first strikes me about um, this chapter is that in the very beginning, when God created heavens and the earth, he created it from a place of darkness. Um, there was absolutely nothing to work with, uh, just void space. And right off the jump, that is encouraging for me. Um, because I have sometimes been in a place where I felt like, God, you have nothing to work with right now in my life. And as we see in the very beginning of the Bible, that is often a perfect formula for God um, to use as a kind of launching pad for some of his most beautiful and miraculous work. So be encouraged. Um, God likes to work with nothing because um, it is undeniably him and no one can get the glory but him when that happens. So be encouraged with that, you guys. Um, day one, so we're still on day one. Um, God says those famous words, let there be light. And just like that, there was. All God has to do is speak it. God saw that the light was good. He separated the light from darkness, caused the light day and the darkness night. And the reason I wanted to point that out, even though we're only three verses in, is that God makes this decision to keep the darkness. So when faced in his omniscience and his uh, perfect wisdom, when faced with the decision to keep the darkness or totally discard it, he keeps it. And not only does he keep it, but he names it. He names it night. And that is meaningful um, to me because um, sometimes we find ourselves in dark seasons. And this is just a reminder right here in the very beginning of the Bible that those seasons have purpose. So our night, we use it for rest, reflection, um, maybe even some time to prepare for the next day, um, for the next season in our lives. And um, though in the midst of the darkness, it's not always easy to have that perspective, um, do be able to, you know, with prayer and maybe seeking God's word, you know, go to him and ask God, what was the purpose in this darkness? And he is a loving father who always answers. So I know that he will um, continue to um, give those answers to us. But darkness does have purpose. Um, so all that is in day one. So I'm gonna have to move quickly to get us to the sixth day, which is pretty much the climax um, of uh, creation. So the second day, he's separating water, um, creating the, uh, the atmosphere and separating that from the, the um, water on the surface of the earth. And then he brings in vegetation on the third day. Um, what I love about that vegetation is that there's such variety in the plant life that God so um, creatively uh, impregnates this earth with. He doesn't want a field of just sunflowers. He wants every kind of flower, every kind of tree, every kind of grass, species of plant life that we haven't even given names to because God's a God of variety. 
And then also, I love here on the third day that God doesn't just, He doesn't just create these plants. He places the seed within them to sustain life for their species um, until, um, in some cases, the end of time as we know it. And we'll see that again in the creation of animals and then in the creation of man. Um, just that God begins time or, be, or starts creation with the end in mind and that he thinks beyond present time. So we're a link in a very um, massive story of humankind and life on this earth. So um, that's just uh, stated right there. Um, the very One of the very first things or the very first thing he created um, in our plant life. Fourth day, he um, talks about how God separates the greater light from the lesser light. Um, and just God and his uh, perfect um, omniscience, um, for lack of a better word, he sustains the very seasons and rhythm of life by giving the sun and the moon properties each um, within themselves to um, keep the seasons rotating, keep the days um, rotating, to the moon to pull tides, I mean to move something that you can't hold in your hand like water up and down the coastline um, of, our, um, of our continents. Um, so just God has this the understanding of space and how those bodies work um, is the same God who can take a blade of grass and give it a seed um, and cause it to grow and sustain life. So just, he just blows my mind um, how he uh, pays such attention to detail, um, but on a massive scale, um, spawn, you know, the very earth on its axis. It's just... Um, incredible to even fathom. God saw this and said it was good. So he, the vegetation, the um, separating water from water, surface water from atmosphere, and then the lesser and greater lights. God saw this and said it was good. And then we've got the fifth day where um, God creates all living things. So our sea creatures, our birds that fly in the air, our um, animals that roam um, on the land, and then God gives them a blessing. So he blesses them and he says, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the seas, fill the air, um, fill the earth. God sees this and says that it is good. So we're gonna move on um, to verse 26, which talks about the creation of man. But before we do that, I wanna talk about that line that is echoed throughout um, this creation process. And it is, and God saw it and said that it is good. So when I see that, I almost think of it like an architect or an engineer who has this blueprint for um, something that they are going to um, create. And after its uh, creation, after you know, they see the manifestation of what they created, you know, come to um, reality, you know, now, now here it is. God does not walk away from what he's created until he can say it is good. And that is um, as close as you can get to perfect on this side of heaven. 
So he's not walking away from that vegetation he created or those animals that he created until he can say, hmm, I'm looking at it and it is good. And that's the perspective I want you to bring into the next um, passage or section that we're going to read. So God says, verse 23, 26, excuse me, let us make mankind in our own image. So us, plural, y'all. So we um, serve a trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And not only in our image, but in our likeness. So I want them to look like me, but I also want them to have the characteristics within them to be my likeness. So some of the ways that um, God acts and loves and some of the characteristics um, I want them to possess. Um, So that was just powerful. And then gives us not only, um, we're not only made in his image, but he tasks us to rule over fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the animals and the plants. And then in verse 27, it says, so God created mankind in his image. So he gives the purpose for man. Then he creates man. So there's the purpose. Then he creates us. So God created mankind in his own image, and then it repeats itself. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And when the Bible repeats itself, it's not a mistake. It's for emphasis. So y'all, we were created in God's image, in God's likeness. And then above that, we saw with a purpose. That comes before the very creation of man. So you were created for a purpose. And the purpose of you... The purpose of your role here on this planet is um, that idea takes formation before you even take a um, breathe a breath um, on this earth, you know, to begin to walk into your purpose. So anyone who feels like they are kind of aimless or, you know, why am I here? There is a purpose for you before you were even born. So be encouraged um, by that. So our time is... um, is is up and I've got just a few moments to pray and I want to do that before we have to get off Um, but this has been so rich Um, I'm hopeful that as when as you read these uh, words in Genesis chapter 1 that you um, felt just as inspired and um, just felt just as loved you know the details that God created this planet um, with um, just echoes his love for us all right I'm gonna pray Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you um, first for your word, God. And then as today we took a just a um, deeper look into Genesis, we thank you, O Lord, that the detail for the details that you um, use and that you worked with, Father God, to create this beautiful earth for us, Lord. That you created this earth with life-sustaining. Um, abilities, Father God, and with eternity and the end of time in mind, Father God, that just as you created vegetation with um, seed-bearing characteristics, Father God, that you've also placed that within man, that we have within us the ability, O Lord, to sustain life with which you have placed within us, and not just a physical life, but a spiritual life, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, that you've planted within us seeds. And those seeds, Father God, we thank you, will take root when they fall, when they fall on good ground, whatever in whatever um, situation that may be, God. 
Thank you again for your word, Lord, and that it just speaks light and hope and life over us, God. We love you and we thank you for this time together. Be with us as we go through these next 16 days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.